0: Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and the meaning of life. My name is Dave Marr. I am a comedian in Chicago, and I am the host of the show, and this week, instead of a traditional interview... I am offering you a few episodes of This Is Your After Show. This Is Your After Show is naturally the after show of This Is Your Afterlife, in which I talk to my friends and fellow comedians, Megan Strickland and Claire Favrett, about the episode of the show with the guest that is listed in the title. So, the This Is Your After Show about, for instance, today in this episode, Bianca Diaz. Is about the episode of This Is Your Afterlife with Bianca Diaz. Probably self explanatory. And in these after shows, we like to keep it loose. So it's not like a strict by the books debrief. It's just a way for us to have a fun time with a foundation from jumping off from the platform of their thoughts about the episode. These after shows are all available on the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash Dave Marr, there are two levels you can sign up for. You can be an afterhead for five bucks or you can be a pigeon for 15. So if you think the show is worth the cost of a cup of coffee or a meal a month, I would be very grateful for your support. I'm an independent artist. So word of mouth is pretty much all I've got. And so spread the word join up and you can hear all of these after shows. You can also hear the full extended version of the interview that I do with each guest. And so you're getting a free taste. Why not sign up and get the full taste? That's the that's the spiel. So this Bianca Diaz episode is awesome. Uh, in this after show, Meg and Claire talk about their terrification. It's a word now, of ghosts, and I talk about how overrated I think Fran Lebowitz is. So that is the deal, and I hope you enjoy this episode. No outro, there won't be an outro. Uh, so we'll just get right into it, and then uh, Claire and Megan and I will, will carry you from there. So enjoy this, uh, this is your after show. About Bianca Diaz. I grab your back. when I'm in Wait,
1: we should talk about this dang episode.
0: Yeah, I'm ready, talk baby. about the dang. Let's talk about the dang episode.
1: There is a really one thing so from it that wait. Really
0: so, welcome to This oh, yeah. Is Your After Show. Uh, what do we say? That we say the, we say the after welcome. show of This Is Your Afterlife,
1: Easiest where we're
0: talking about. Bianca Diaz's episode and Megan Strickland tries to interrupt me what do you at mean? the beginning of every <laughs> sentence. <laughs> no. I'm Dave and and that was Megan and Claire's the other one. And uh <laughs> Brett. I'm D- I'm Dave and these are my gals.
1: <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Dave <laughs> and the gals. <laughs> Actually,
0: that oh, sounds like legit
1: a legit show that would be like before, like, you know, back in the era of like when the game show hosts would kiss all the women that were on the show. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would also like close it out by being like, and stick around for Dave the gals. What will they get up to next? <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, company, yeah. I guess, but, bef- but maybe before then.
0: Definitely. But with two blondes.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Well, do we both qualify? You know. I love that.
0: Two bo- two blondes, but they're both as boring as brunettes. You know,
1: <laughs> I am like such. I'm such a brunette these days. There oh, you yeah.
0: oh wait, are you both? Oh well, wow. No, my, I
1: mean, according to my uh, according to my mother, I should be lightening my hair. Oh, it's getting saw- darker in my <laughs> old, or like in inside. I think it's truly inside that it's getting darker.
2: Whenever family members have notes, I'm like, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. no.
0: Notes. Claire is gonna is gonna start us off with notes, unless you have big picture thoughts, Megan.
1: I just have a favorite part, but that'll probably come up, or the part that most resonated with me. I just, but we're gonna talk about it because it was like half the thing. Oh, also, I have a compliment. So, Dave, the compliment is for you, and I think you did a really. Deft, is that the word? Job as a host in this episode, specifically, particularly poor Kay, you you manage to have a conversation about all these sort of interesting topical things that are happening in her life. The book, illustration, or sort of, and then her kind waking from her coma of whiteness to to borrow her phrasing, while at the same time asking the questions that are part of the podcast. And also, you found a way to get her to answer questions when you, like, rephrase questions so that you found answers. Like, with the coma thing, she's like, actually, no, I don't think I have a coma moment. And then, boom, turns out, big coma moment of, like, kind of the whole um, reconciling these, like, dispar- or, like, the, her, 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 her sort of acknowledging her whiteness or whatever. I'm not going to say it as well as she did. So, anyways, I thought that was, like, good. And impressive, and great job.
0: <laughs> and that's why we do this show is so I can get friends to publicly commit to compliments. Well, I thought we me. hadn't
1: complimented you in a few episodes, and I, and I, and that was like I was like, dang, that I, I had no genuine, yeah. genuine reaction that I had. So, I was like,
0: no, I really prepared. appreciate that's really sweet. And I didn't, man. Now I'm like, now you've set a a bar in my head of of like, how can I do a good general interview while weaving these questions in but i can't think about it that way because i wasn't thinking about no, it that it way just, when i was happened. you know what i mean yeah yeah but yeah yeah no thank you
2: and w- and also like you would you would be a good like late night host or like i don't know Well, see t- i disagree television. oh yes no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that tricked me i was like oh, oh yeah wait not. why <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> oh uh-huh. What well, yeah. Um because you like promoted her book in a like way that you were genuinely excited about and like it was it came up naturally. I don't know. I feel like so many times people go on like TV shows and they're like, and of course your new TV show is out.
0: Right. Maybe that's the thing is I was just really I mean, the the reason I thought to ask her was because I was so stoked that she is illustrating or illustrated this Miriam Kaba book. And so, so that was able to kind of like float. That was the, the wave on which everything sort of floated. So that makes sense. Yeah. But what was the cool. thing, the big thing that stuck out to you?
1: Mary? Oh, just something that I was like, Oh, I, I meet same, same Z's where she was like, just saying how, well, f- I never thought about it in this way where she was like, kind of as a throwaway I was like, Oh yo, And I also think houses are like manifestations of people.
0: Or, like, mm, manifesta- mm-hmm. like
1: your space is, like, a manifestation of you, kind of. And I was like, oh, right. I mean, we all think about, like, oh, yeah, I'd like this. and so. I, but, like, thinking about, like, it's like, whoa, this space I created around me is, like, a reflection of myself or, like, part of me or whatever. It's like, oh, that's, such a, that, that's like, a more more intense way of, of thinking about it. it was cool. But I, like, also, it, it may be, like less of an artistic and cool way than than Bianca, but I just want to see the inside of everyone's apartment so badly and their house. Mm. Like that's Mm. my dream is to be like, I can just go on a tour and I get to see everybody's house. So, um, so uh, that was uh, a fun part of the podcast for me. And, and I yield my time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do have a big, I have a big thought as well, but I kind of express it in the podcast and I'd rather get to it as Claire guides us through notes.
2: Well, I'm gonna jump around because I hope that's okay. Um what you just said, Megs, about her houses, like midway through the podcast, I was like, ooh, it might be fun to look at Bianca's art while I listen. Mm. And I went to her Instagram, which helpfully linked by the host in the podcast description. Nice. <laughs> and there are so many houses, so yeah. many, and and it's just beautiful and people and scenes and like there's lots going on. But anyways, it was really nice to like look at her pictures while I listened to her talk. And now I am saying that in case someone wants to do that, Fred, Fidois, while they listen <laughs> to this. <laughs> He's gonna be like, yeah. when what will a- Claire stop talking about me?
1: <laughs> the answer is never, never, yeah, never. Um, yeah, oh, that makes, I wish I wouldn't hadn't yeah. been driving when I was listening. That's good. Yeah, be a sh- no, but I was to Google.
0: I mean, I think I said this in the podcast, May, uh, maybe not, or maybe I cut it out, but it's just, it just is such a good. Skill for a children's book illustrator to have to like Mm -hmm. see the world that way to be like, I see houses as people is Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, then you should be a children's book illustrator. You know (laughs) what I mean?
2: Yes. Also, I do think illustrators are just I wrote this down. One of the top types of people. (laughs) Okay. Okay. If. If we're going by what you do for your job is what you are, which is obviously mm-hmm. not true, but if we're going by that, illustrators, I'm guessing they're up pretty high up on the list.
0: Who else do you think? Wh- who else is in the top tier?
2: The people who work on that farm and the TikTok you showed us.
0: <laughs> uh huh. The farmers.
2: Farm. Far- specifically, farmers.
1: Harvard, Illinois farmers.
0: Yes. Yeah, right. Like uh, uh, animal sanctuary farmers. Mm-hmm.
1: They're in touch. Yeah.
0: With- that's with. legit
2: mm. isn't it I think it's really interesting that I'm like illustrators are up there but artists are too mishmash that I can't put them up there
0: yeah I was thinking like elementary school music teachers yeah. but I'm like but but I don't know that's there's like some annoying types there too it's <laughs> that, that, not like I don't want to just put quote unquote like nice people up there. You know right, what I mean? Right.
2: Right. Because there are some professions that are so nice people, quote unquote, that they attract people who really need everyone to think of them as nice. Mm.
0: Yes. Yes. So you yes. we
2: that's I I think elementary school music teachers, that's a tough
0: right. I don't know. They
2: might get in. They might get in.
0: <laughs> who are the who are the best what do you do you have additions, Meg?
1: Um, all I could all all I could think of was um, that illustrators maybe don't have as much ego as other artists and that might be like a key but I don't, I don't know. Uh, so maybe that's mm. but but also erase erase. I just didn't have any thoughts of who, who was good. Crossing guards <laughs> mm. also I've never seen a crossing guard that doesn't is not loving their their job in life.
0: Wow. Can you just picture
1: a crossing guard that you've seen?
0: yeah I had crossing guards as a kid who were
1: mean dicks okay Sorry. all right so my theory is disproving immediately
0: <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a permission to boss
1: okay here's miss, what miss I'm you. okay yeah it's it's a, it's an attraction to power which is a problem um uh, okay I, the only thing I could think of was honestly when I was saying the thing about ego I was like just gonna make a joke that like police officers were in this category and that was that was a bad joke and I just couldn't think of anything. <laughs> um, uh, um maybe crossing guards not associated with like elementary schools, but like the ones that are just like doing it when there's like, when the spot, when the stoplight is broken or whatever, they're like, and they're loving it. And they're being nice. They're like, come on like
0: dancing with their,
1: yeah. They've got a whistle. Oh, but sometimes. Some-
0: okay. I know what you're talking about. Those like, after like, I'm, I'm thinking of it like Chicago, like Cubs games, but like, <laughs> Sometimes those people it wasn't even clear if they were helping official oh, in any way. Yeah. So like it seems like I'll they legit might have just jumped out into traffic, had a had a color of a vest and a type <laughs> of a light and just started started dancing and everyone was just like, well, I guess we'll go with this <laughs> guy right now.
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah. well, Okay. Okay. Well, okay. The reason I thought of this, speaking of Annie Bulldog, which I don't know if we talked about him actually when we're recording, but he has, he's, 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 you know, obviously mentioned the sort of many sort of political things, but the thing about being, it's so important in, in what we don't have in capitalism is we don't get to see the effects of our work. We don't get to see.
0: Right. Yes.
1: And, and I was like, I always was like paired my idea about the crossing guards with that a quote from Andy because I'm like oh they're they're immediately seeing that they're helping people and so it's a satisfying work experience yes
0: Mm, maybe I digress
1: yeah it just uh, listen it
0: is really tough I can think of like jobs that make the worst people way I could think of 50 jobs that are awful people but very few jobs that are like good people I think maybe like sex shop workers
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah but they, sometimes the power gets to them too. Really? <laughs> no, yeah, they're like, I'll show you how to I'll show you how to use this rope, and then they like they like, you're like kill you. you. Ah. You're like, oh. <laughs>
2: um Death doulas, I think they probably oh,
0: get it. Oh yes. Dude, I have it. Death doulas following me on Instagram, and I've like I've messaged Yes. These this this one account to be like will you come on my podcast and I also even thought about doing like a death doula class mm. and it's like it was like $1700 and I was like oh I Whoa, can't do that. Baby. And also and also my partner Hope was like you're like what is that something you want to do and I was like uh I don't know. I just <laughs> it seems interesting and she was like well would it be she was like, you're like terrified of dying. Like, why would you want to like think about it all the time? And I'm like, so I can get not terrified. Like I, yeah. you know, and, and it was just like, in my mind, it like made so much sense. And then she held up like one ounce of criticism to it. And I was like, oh yeah, this doesn't scan at all. But they, I, they read my message being like, "Will you come on the podcast and they liked it and they haven't responded.
2: Huh. Yeah, follow up, follow up. We gotta have a death doula on. I say we. I I'm like on the
0: production team. Wow. <laughs> yes, we'll
1: book it, Claire and I. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like I am in the afterlife family, and we must learn.
0: Yo, honestly, I'll take all the help I can get. What's our next? What's our next thing?
2: Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I did write down during the podcast. You, the, oh, okay. I think at some point Bianca said something about being young or feeling young. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. Dave, I feel like we don't I have, I don't know. Do you have the ages of your guests? I was like, but maybe you could have, <laughs> I keep saying we, ah, um, uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> An older, guest, I don't know, just someone who's thinks mm. about life from a more different year perspective, but also like, mm. I don't know the ages of everyone. I just assume everyone is my age. So maybe that's
0: more of a me problem. I same. no, I think there's, I mean, I've definitely had people over 40. I don't think I've had anyone over 50, though. That's like a really good point. Sometimes. Yeah. I've
2: got them. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> but sometimes I've got them.
0: No, and I like it. That is, I
1: do. Yeah. I, I, that's. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: good. Good podcasting. That
1: yes. is good. That is good. Um,
2: oh, okay. Kind of. Some of my first notes are just writing down what they said. Um, but here is one question: I really wanted to know more about the saint that Bianca's family member saw. Oh she was my like, god! My family member saw a saint, and then it was like time to move on. And I was like, no.
0: Oh damn, that's on me.
2: No, no, no. I feel like I am giving. I'm like, have an older guest get more info on the <laughs> saint.
0: Hey, it's good. I need I need criticism as well as compliments. So, I think it's good we have both.
2: Today, I guess I'm really bringing the note Tatrice, but yeah, I don't I don't know, but also my next note is that I can't believe in ghosts for safety reasons. Yes. And same. so it might have been yes. I mean, I can I
1: I, I always before. say I believe in you, believe in you. But please, please, please leave me alone. Please, I beg of you.
2: The <laughs> I'm thinking that even if I say I believe in them, that signals a kind I, of- open... I honestly
1: am getting scared right now.
2: Okay, then no more. <laughs> <laughs> no more because I feel the same.
0: Oh my God. I
2: know I've said this on this podcast before, but I someone told me once that if you have a place in your house where two mirrors face each other, that you could open a portal to demonic I, energy. I, now I'm not
1: sleeping tonight. I'm sorry, Meg. <laughs> I just wanted to say
2: that I just went around and checked because oh, it, can't okay. it can't hurt. It can't. It oh. can't. It can't hurt oh, to God. not have two mirrors face each other.
0: Yep.
1: I.
2: Owe
0: so wait, me. wait, but tell me. So, so you're saying for safety reasons you can't believe in them because? Spell it out for me.
2: I feel just sorry. To open Meg, the
1: door. To scare you. If yes, I, if, if, I kind of, down.
2: if I kind of said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> if I kind of said out loud, I'm open to the idea of ghosts, then they might start thinking that they that I might be open to getting some kind of visit from them.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So you think you're you think ghosts are too stupid to to <laughs> to realize that trick.
2: Don't curse me. Don't curse me. I think <laughs> I think they're very smart and I would never insult them. To start, you
0: but you think they're so you think they're you think they exist and they're smart.
1: (laughs) We have to move on. (laughs) I'm alone. I'm alone. (laughs) Don't tell them.
0: Uh, I love I love the like foxhole prayer to a ghost as opposed to God. Like God, if you're if you're real. Please he just is, give me this one thing and I'll never ask you for anything else again. Is but instead it's like, Ghost, if you're real, leave me alone, please.
1: <laughs> I might have to literally move my setup into – There's also like, – What I'm not talking about is there's a re- there's a reason why I'm getting a little bit more – terrified that not terrified that's an extreme exaggeration but getting a little bit more nervous than i would ordinarily but i can't sort of speak that out loud at this moment type but- it in the chat <laughs> <laughs> I, I i can't talk about it i'm too scared but i'll tell you guys later
0: <laughs> oh ah! my god <laughs> wow just- i think this is the first haunted podcast we oh uh, um, will ever have released
2: pigeon level subscribers will find out the reason
0: I don't think they will, so don't make that promise.
2: Okay, I'll email you.
0: Okay, move on, Claire. Move on. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. Okay, this film, Little Nikki Pause the podcast to watch the trailer. Sorry to say, looks terrible. You are
1: doing the work.
2: You're
0: doing, Mm -hmm. yeah, for real.
2: (laughs) Well, I was raised in a house where Adam Sandler was banned, so I'm always sorry. Sorry.
0: Okay. I think he was for me too, but we I saw him on like friends houses and on like <laughs> band trips or something like
2: that. Mhm. Uh, yeah, I Thank the one God. the one thing I've seen of his is like the wedding singer. I think oh. that's it.
0: And that was seen seen like I think I've really mostly only seen Bill Ma- seen Matt Billy Madi- Bill Madison. <laughs> I've seen Bill, Bill Madison. Madison. <laughs> I
2: have not seen Bill. <laughs> I've
0: seen William, William Madison. Madison.
2: I've seen <laughs> <laughs> The Third
0: uh, I've seen was, Mary Gilmore the I've Esquire, seen Large,
1: large um, Father. I've seen
0: <laughs> <laughs> seen the Waterman, the guy who the man who brings the water to town.
1: <laughs> I feel like when I first saw Happy Gilmore, I was like, "Oh my God, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life." I feel like if I obviously watched. Pushed- well, it's interesting to me that Adam Sandler was banned in your household because I feel like even – because it's probably because he was like profane or something a little bit maybe. There right. was a lot of people
2: being banned in our house for being too mean. Okay. Quote, Let's unquote. See, that, for example, I think was that not was not the thing with see, the Simpsons yes.
0: in our house.
2: Uh, so Rugrats I too to sassy the to their mom. Okay, what's left? Yeah. Yeah. Any any kids who had like an attitude with their parents, all the Disney Channel kids? Done. Um, even Steven. I I've never seen The Jim Carrey the Grinch because my mom felt it was she just got a mean vibe. I didn't I wasn't allowed to, Sorry, it's a Christmas movie, but I wasn't allowed to watch Home Alone because of the way the kid treats the burglars. <laughs>
0: the gr- <laughs> the people that are trying to Hey,
1: attack him. Yeah, my mom thing. thought it was too mean. My mom did take me and a bunch of other kids out of the movie Heavyweights, and then okay, so we're watching Heavyweights. It's like for my brother's I birthday, really so she's cool like, she's bringing. It's a Ben Stiller, oh flick, flick, very mean spirited. That's why we left because it was extremely mean spirited, and she's like, yeah. we have to leave. We all left this ho- her and like a bunch of kids, and then she complained to the manager, which in retrospect is very funny because she was like, he didn't write it. Is, yeah, the manager was like seventeen and was like. I'm sorry, ma'am. Like, I didn't rate the movie. And also, I didn't rate the movie, ma'am. And she was like, this is inappropriately rated. And it's just like that. But I actually kind of like, yeah, That I, I find here's the difference. I, I feel like Adam Sandler ha- has a warmth and a kindness to him, like for real, mm-hmm. that just like kind of yeah. comes off of him. So he never seems actually kind of me. It, he just seems like a good guy and you get a good vibe from him. But kind of Ben Stiller, I kind of get a bad I oh, from yeah, him. Interesting. It, absolutely it feels mean or like, and I think it might just be Ben's not as funny as Adam or something because the humor Ooh. softens it, I don't know,
0: oh well, I mean, I've always said Ben's not as funny. You, you know when it comes to Adam, I mean, then you get will into the picture, and will is one of the classics, Arnett? and I think I was thinking Farrell, but oh, you know, uh sure. your will might be different than my will, but you know, Ben certainly okay, yeah, know. is I a mean, lore so in the com- talking
1: about these people like they're like whatever. <laughs> these were the movies of of our youth
0: okay but point about little nicky being i i I also remember the trailer for little nicky i've never seen little nicky obviously uh but i would watch it just in a sociological way to see its portrayal of hell but i'm sure it's a bad movie but it didn't even look fun bad to you claire
2: it's good. Potentially. And we should add it to the, this is your afterlife movie club list.
0: Right. Right.
2: Which also, um, what, dreams may, what come. dreams may come.
0: Yes. Right.
1: Yes. We are on the same page. Um, hold on. I got to go. I'll be right back. You guys. Okay. Sorry. Ooh. Did this have to do oh. with the G? No. Oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> sorry. I just,
0: I'm with right. the G. <laughs> I was scared Uh to say ghost. Oh my god! Okay. (laughs) Well, while she's gone,
2: easily our wackiest episode. This is
0: yeah. This is we are unhinged tonight, um, (laughs) or today, whatever evergreen time you happen to be listening to this,
2: or an eternal day, our post global warming. Correct. I don't know when. Why would the night go away in global warming? Anyways, um, okay. Oh, uh, hmm. she talks about seeing her family in heaven. Wow. Mm-hmm. When does that? Maybe she just talks about, oh, she just talks about heaven and what it's going to be like in her. Right. Act. right. And I feel like it just brought up this memory for me of like being a little kid and getting stressed out about what age everyone was going to be in heaven. <laughs> Do you know like you're a kid and you're like, well, m- will my parents be their age? Will they be younger than I know them? Will they be older? What's the And was your day? fear
0: that you wouldn't know them?
2: That that it, uh, might the dynamic might be someone's going to get the short shrift. How so? Like if you're a kid and you get to have your parents be the age that you love them at, are they going to feel like ripped off that they don't get to be like when they were in their like
0: 20s? Sure, Um, sure, sure. Okay, gotcha. gotcha.
2: Are are you going to be sad that you weren't a kid? All those things, yes.
0: But maybe it shifts. Maybe it's eye of the beholder. Maybe you experience them at the age that is best for you, but they experience themselves at the age that's best for them and their parents experience them at the age that's best for their parents to experience them.
2: Yes. I think if I was an in heaven design team, it would be something like that. Like either like. Yeah. It just changes depending on who you are and what you're looking at or we're just mm-hmm. like essence. We don't right, have. Right, 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 right. Human forms. Um. Okay. And I love the idea of visiting each other's heavens. I also thought that was a nice solution for maybe this idea. It's like everyone has their little house. Um and then she starts talking about when she was like a little kid and like kind of being fascinated by the people in her building. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I was just just like what a sweet and curious child like that would be to live in your building. And I just feel like I don't know the people in my building. You know?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, well, again, it makes me feel like that's such a children's book Mm -hmm. character for her to be. Just like. Bianca, the curious girl of the building, you know what right. I mean? Right. And like
2: all the neighbors, instead of being like, go away, are like, good morning, little girl. Do you want to yes. see what I'm working on? Like,
0: <laughs> they look out for her and they're like, but I think in terms of knowing people who are in your building, yeah. it's harder when you're an adult yeah. and when you're not the child. It's also harder, you know, I'll harp on this. I think this is definitely a white person problem. I think. Yeah. You, you know, white people who moved to whatever X big city in their 20s after college mm-hmm. are drastically less likely to know each other than the mm-hmm. Latino people who lived in a building since birth, you know?
2: Yes. Yes. I think this was in how to – it was either in how to do nothing or we do this till we free us. Mm-hmm. Danger of reading two books at the same time. But – um. <laughs>
0: We they- do nothing until we free us.
2: <laughs> and, and that, and we don't vote. No, I'm just kidding. Not to up old conversations. <laughs> toxic. Um, and so, but it was talking about like people, like white middle-class apartment dwellers. Like It's like this idea of like not knowing your neighbors and closing your door and not having awkward conversations and not creating like tenant solidarity even like is like, It's like it's so important to be comfortable in your house and not risk having an awkward conversation or an unpleasant conversation Mm -hmm. that like you that you will just never know your neighbors and always be behind your door. And it's like it's like just like the opposite of mutual aid It's like the idea that like there's no need to get to know your neighbors because what if it's weird or what if it's icky? So I'm just going to do this and I'm going to shut the door. And like, I feel like that is so unfortunately I'm like, I very much identify with that. I'm like, well, I don't want to get to know my neighbors. Cause what if they want something from me at different, which is totally hap- Like I had a neighbor who like was like, can I borrow this? Can I borrow? like, they were always. And so anyways, I would just, the high that your comfort is such a
0: well, and what's high. wild is that, is that, is how powerful a tool of oppression that is. Mm-hmm. That, that, and I think it's passive that we can reinforce these systems of oppression simply because we are afraid of awkwardness, yeah, and like, and so we'll let ourselves be exploited and think that we are at our wits end when we don't have money for rent or can't afford food or something. When all we would have to do is knock on our neighbor's door and they could give us a frozen pizza from their freezer. I mean, this is like a really specific, like, like like I don't feel like I'm like adequately showing like the stakes of, but 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 it's, like, just because we're embarrassed, mm-hmm. we keep this whole system of power in place. Yeah.
2: You know? Wow. There's, there's children who live above me, and I'm thinking about baby Bianca and her apartment building getting to know all her neighbors. And I'm, like, I sort of wave. I mean, I think they're so cute. But, like, I'm just, like, hi, and then close the door, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hi, peekaboo.
2: Hi. Okay.
1: Don't <laughs> yell at me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of missed the beginning of that conversation, but for that, yeah, but I'm back now.
0: <laughs> Great.
1: Just make an announcement. Even though you see me. <laughs>
2: um, I liked, uh, you commented on this in the podcast, but like her like childlike vision of like a house with, secret passageways and
1: mm-hmm. hidden
2: treasures. Um I just feel like that is like definitely something I used to like fantasize about when I was a kid. Did y'all have pretend secret passageways? Just,
1: like, really wanting a pet monkey. That was sort of my name. Main- <laughs> Hell yeah. We called them in
0: college we called them helper monkeys. <laughs> really? What? Yeah and and we had a we had a cause because there were all those movies like you, I guess Dunstan was kind of a big one, but there was another Dunstan checks in. Right. But then yes. there was another, yes, what, what was the right. other monkey movie? Like, and it might've been the same girl, but it was a girl with a little uh, capuchin monkey. But anyway, we had oh, in, no. in college, our, 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 our RA, not our RA, our I- like,
2: Never yeah, Dun- heard of this movie in my Blair. life. Sorry. It's of
0: Dunstan checks in. It yeah. yeah. It should have <laughs> won an Oscar. It should have won an Oscar. Megan gives out the Oscar for best monkey movie every year. <laughs> they
1: got <laughs> it from the broadcast, but
0: our our resident, like, not the student resident advisor, but we had like a faculty like someone above the student RA. And and it was like this couple, and they had this little kid who was like two or three years old and he would just wander around and we would call him a helper monkey. <laughs> and and now it's like, I feel I'm like, damn, because his dad was white and his mom was Asian. And I'm like, Oh no. I wonder if that was like really kind of fucked up on our part. Like we were just, mm-hmm. we were just pointing out that this like little human being was like wandering around and like, could like would would be like carrying things from one way to one place <laughs> to another and definitely did not mean anything by it but like i'm just like i wonder what those parents thought about us calling their kid like a helper monkey <laughs> like anyway i also did not i don't know if i thought I, I guess i did think of places as magical but mostly in the like line which in the wardrobe sense i was very fascinated mm-hmm. by or like these the, i don't even i wasn't even huge into secret garden or whatever but like the idea that there would be some magical space in your house or in your neighborhood that only you knew about that's that's is that like what you're talking about claire is that yeah different?
2: no no i think that's that's b- both and like it's like oh maybe i'll find like a secret room but also like maybe this will lead somewhere magical
0: yeah yeah and yeah, like yeah.
2: maybe there's something that nobody in My family knows about our house that I'm gonna find.
0: Yeah. Also, one thing that I forgot to bring up when you were talking about knowing your neighbors Mm. did you hear in the New Year's episode that I did with Ariel and Daniel about Ariel's arrangement with her neighbors where she baked cookies and her neighbors grew weed? That was, that is. A magical childhood like that's the ideal version of knowing your neighbors now yeah
1: that yeah, is good like stuff sharing bartering yeah there's also that what episode of john wilson thing? where they kind of she that woman puts food on his like doorstep yeah all
0: the time. yeah yeah yeah, woman, yeah
1: his landlady, landperson, land person
2: she's um, such an angel yeah. wait what's the third thing it's like Cookies, weed. Wasn't there a third? It was cookies like, weed. Made, like,
0: one person was a chef.
2: Chef. Holy shit. Inside.
0: Yeah. I and and then. Yeah, I don't I, remember, I forget what the it was. Or or something? Something. Anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah, she was. Yeah. I'm doing a type vibe in the hallway. Enjoy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um this is, I would say, maybe one of my last coherent notes. Um <laughs> but she talks about leaving a book behind and how that kind of comforts her. No If, mm-hmm. if she passes that she'll have a book that some, her loved ones can like look at. And I was like, man, a book does feel like one of the top things to leave behind. And one of the like, top careers, could, one of the top. Uh, <laughs> interesting. I'm opening with illustrator, top career book, top post-death artifact. <laughs> <laughs> But like a voicemail a you know a movie, you know it's like I was my dad was an actor and he was in a movie, like a book is so you can touch it, you know, like it's so it's you can have it in your hands, you can like look at their tactile. words it's it's a good it's a good one i would maybe a like, voicemail's okay.
0: really good though too
2: voicemail good, often used in film, I would say as a mm. as a device,
0: but also very real. I know plenty of people who kept. Yeah. Voicemails from people.
1: Yes, that's what and my we, and people mm. get annoyed when people leave them. Well, maybe let's not start to yeah. Maybe let's don't criticize. Let's let all leave voicemails just in case leave we die. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I think that's one of the most annoying. I, I I am backlash to the backlash to the backlash of people annoyed at using the phone for the phone like mm, when oh, people are yeah, like yeah, yeah. don't call me oh my god why is someone calling me and maybe it's cuz of being in like recovery where like all you mm-hmm. fucking do is call people all the time but <laughs> like and and because you're like not sane you're like trying to get sober so you have to leave these like multi-part 8 minute voicemails <laughs> for people so i'm like i don't care about leave me a voicemail call mm. me like I don't know that. That bugs me when people rail against that the phone like that.
1: Mm. Yeah, the phone. The phone is the phone. The phone is the phone. <laughs> we gotta wow, use
0: really it. deep stuff. We
1: got these.
2: I will so say. So wait, what other? Oh, yes.
0: Sorry. No. What will you say?
2: I would just say that I do. I do like a phone call, but I really like to plan them. Like, then sure they're gonna have. Like it's like let's have a catch up call. Let's do it at this time instead mm-hmm. of absolutely shocking my bones by calling <laughs> me out of the blue. Sorry, Dave. Respect <laughs> to phones, but it does make me jump out of my skin. <laughs>
1: oh, can they see me? Can they see me right ah. now? Well, what you know what wrong? they say.
0: You know, you know what they say that when someone calls you and it's unexpected, if you don't pick up, it's actually a ghost that was calling.
2: Shut the fuck up, you! <laughs> oh my Megan God, and I are too <laughs> broken for this.
0: If you if you pick it up on the first, tra- if you pick it up and you talk Don't to your friend, to then the it Lord. was your friend calling. <laughs> but if you if you let it go to voicemail, you just you retroactively turned it into a ghost call.
1: Wow, and we do ah. have that power.
0: I have no respect for your fear of ghosts and will continue to play into this as much as possible. I just
1: need to become more strong mentally. <laughs> 2022. I'm getting softer. I'm going <laughs> <get strong>. to <laughs> get stronger mentally.
0: Put up some. Oh my God.
1: Uh, the thing about the phone. Oh, the, so my dad's always like, Oh, the, this or not always oh, says this, but he said this once. It's like the secret to phone is like a, a little, a lot. So it's like, always pick up the phone, always talk for a second, you know. Mm -hmm, It turns mm -hmm. of keeping up with Mm -hmm. friends. And I do love that. It's like, hey, pick up, talk for five minutes. But there is this like, then it's like, but everybody has to be on that page. Because Mm -hmm. really now, if it's like a friend and you're picking it up, you're like, this is going to be an hour. You're right. And then then the reason you're not picking it up is not because you don't have five minutes. It's because you don't have an hour. And, wow, you know, if we could just get the nation on board with. A little, a, little a, lot. a lot. I think we'd all be You're but changing the thing, my thing
0: life. is like I agree with that. And I've even spent my cause I am definitely on the page of a lot, a little. That's <laughs> usually how I do it with friends. <laughs> and sometimes I'll use those a lot a little conversations to say, Hey, this is great. In the future, we can these get- don't have to be an hour. In the future, <laughs> we can do a a little a lot. Yeah, but if I'm being honest, I think what I want is a lot, a lot. I think I want Mm -hmm. to talk to people for an hour. The the people I want to talk to for an hour, I want to talk to them for an hour every week. And it's and to be fair, that's like three people. You know,
1: this is your after show. This is okay. I think the art of phone conversation it 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 used to be very much a thing, and I only say that because I've of two data points and. Tim always says I have a big problem that I always think something is correct based on two data points. And that <laughs> that's how I live with <laughs> my life. And it's really problematic.
0: I think that's <laughs> most people though,
1: but <laughs> just reading this book about anyways, blah, blah, blah. The, the art, the artist, um, the Cornell, what's his first name? Did the
0: Cornell West?
1: No, no. Um, Joseph, oh,
0: Joseph Cornell?
1: Cornell. Is that right? Or is that somebody else? Maybe he was like in the era of like, Rauschenberg and i'm not saying that right jasper johns all these all these guys well mm. that and i think this is like the 50s 60s and i think this is the era when it's like the phone was like people were like heck yes i'm down to talk on the phone because that's like that's like the max of the technology is like phone whereas now like the mm-hmm. max of our technology is like scrolling tiktok you know or whatever
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: so, it was just like and more of an art. And anyways, I talk about him being very awkward in person, but he could have like these wonderful phone conversations for hours and hours. It was just like mm-hmm. a description of him. Then you think of Fran Lebowitz always having these like long all the time, always on the phone, always smoking and on the phone. It's like maybe the modern like now it's like people are just oh I'm always online. It's like people used to be always on the phone or something like that. I don't know what I'm oh, saying. Dude, but is there anything? Have more? we talked
0: about Fran Lebowitz and how over Fran Lebowitz? I am.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I haven't gotten no. into it yet. I mean, I get it. Respect. I, I mean, dude,
0: uh, I could. See- I what a fucking clown, dude. She is like, <laughs> like, I will. I'll watch and listen to a lot of stuff with her just because there's some general entertainment factor there. But it's like. Talk about a person who, you know. Whatever she's gonna say about whatever topic you bring up to her, oh, okay. and like, and like, and and the people who want to have these conversations are like, hey, hey, Fran, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fran, uh, oh, uh, what do you what do you think about um uh, about uh, uh uh Android phones versus uh iPhones? Uh, what,
1: do you, what do you think, like, well, see, I, don't see, like, I don't actually give a shit about that. That's what she would say. Right. Her hand would go like this. What I do remember is that when I was a ch- child, we didn't have these phones. We didn't have phones. We would be outside. We'd be talking to one.
0: <laughs> she- right. And you're just like, oh my God, I get it. Like, it's just <laughs> so fucking boring, it. <laughs> dude. She is like, she's like contrarian opinions for people who think that, uh, who think that contrarian opinions are just like, the opposite of most of it. it's like well you know what fran's gonna think she's gonna think this, this sucks <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy it's like get out of here i'm over it dude <sighs> But it, well, yeah i mean I,
1: yeah you can see that but it's so entertaining. <laughs> i like some of the stuff she says it's interesting some of the stuff she says you gotta give it to her on that You know what? I haven't seen her things. Also, that documentary is so funny because what SNL did uh, about it where it was just like their joke with Kyle just like cracking up at whoever played Fran. I can't remember now. Was it Bowen? Or no, that was (laughs) Weekend
2: Update. I think I'm – I don't
1: know. Well, yeah, it was on Weekend Update, but it was like, yeah, that was almost off-putting because um, who who is it? The guy. He's just, just laughing in the documentary or whatever.
0: He's Martin Scorsese.
1: Martin Scorsese. Uh, well, wow. he, yeah. he, he is just dying laughing,
0: like at every, yeah, exactly.
1: to the point where I'm sure she was even like, okay, you gotta like chill out, a little
0: right, right, right.
1: Damn, but, I didn't know
2: Scorsese was. I didn't. I guess I didn't really know he laughed. That's silly to say, but <laughs> I didn't know he was like a chuckle boy. Yeah,
0: oh for sure,
1: big chuckler. I know that is he's a of, he's, he's
0: a like, chuck boy, dude. He's a, a what? Chuckle. He's a Chuck boy. Major fucking Chuck boy, dude. Chuck boy. Okay. So, well, if you already said your last coherent note, I'll tell you my big thing from this episode that I'm curious to hear both of your takes on. And I responded to it in the episode. Like, it blew my mind as she said it. And I've still thought about it since she and I talked. And, and, And it's like, one of the most impactful things anyone has mm. said to me over the course of this oh podcast is the thing about so right so like abolition as as a as a theory of change mm. is about is about reimagining safety without involving prisons or police surveillance all this stuff so it's about reimagining the world and that was very appealing to me because i'm like oh wow Politics isn't just this wonky boring policy thing politics is creative politics is visionary politics is it's imaginative right Then what Bianca said was to get to a place where we can reimagine the world we have to accurately portray it as it is right now mm-hmm. and that is something I think about constantly because because I feel like, what I actually do in my work is more on the portraying things as they are right now side. And I've mm. been like, Oh man, I need to be proposing. Few, I need to be a sci-fi comedian. I need to be a fantasy, <laughs> you know, the, the, like basically the, ver- I need to be someone who is making things that propose possible worlds as opposed to describing the current world. But that really encouraged me when Bianca said that. Cause I was like, Oh, wow. By rendering the now as, as, as finely and acutely and as accurately as possible, that will, that w- just doing that moves us along. Well, can um, I
2: read you my note about yeah. this? Which is, there's a reason I Please. said my last coherent note. Cause it, here's what word for word. This is what I wrote. Okay. Whiteness is a construct, but agreeing to the terms of the construct in order to break down your own identity feels like more of the acknowledging reality in order to imagine the future. Okay, Dave just said this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like right with you and then you said it and I was like, bam.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. That's great.
2: But I, I did. I felt that. I just was like, I'm just repeating <laughs> just- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's really funny.
2: Uh, but yeah, the connection that you made at the end was, I felt, very meaningful of like say, re- acknowledging your own whiteness and acknowledging your own privilege, like, isn't a waste of time. It's like agreeing to the construct, even if it is just a construct, in order to move forward.
0: Well, and it applies beyond just like big political or yeah. socio-political to your things. Or, or
1: whatever your stuff that you're doing. You're like, oh, it, cool. This is like, there is a purpose what I'm doing. I'm not just like, mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, oh, cool. There, This has use.
0: Yeah. or Or like the thing I think about is like negativity. Mm-hmm. Like so often we don't like people look away from negative
1: mm-hmm. emotions
0: or experiences rather than face them and describe them very directly okay hello and don't so, look
1: up theme mm. did you guys watch
0: yeah right yeah exactly so, so like po- toxic toxic positivity right yeah. so it's like so and that's so does toxic positivity get us to utopia obviously not it makes things worse for everybody so like you may be bummed out or you may think someone's being negative, but if someone's feeling suicidal, they have to talk to the fucking suicide hotline. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. like uh, not party city away. supply yeah. store, you know what I mean yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah, and just like in general, like if you're feeling like shit, you you it is helpful to be grateful and have gratitude and express gratitude for all the little things that are going right. But also it's okay to like be like I also feel like shit and that is true. Like Right. Right. Because you can't you can't um you can't get to the imagine step without the reality step. Maybe.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I think that's a great place for Megan to take us out
1: Um, I was going to say Great place to kind of begin And let's really start talking about this podcast Um, (laughs) This has been another app episode Another app episode And it is available on apps The the Patreon app um, Of This Is Your After Show The show where we, Dave and the gals We get together and we sort of Shoot shoot, Excuse my language but shoot the shit About the previous (laughs) episodes And thank you so much for, for coming by. And this has been the and this is it. Thank and this is this is your after show.
0: And uh, yeah, thank you to all patrons and hello to all ghosts listening.
1: <laughs> oh! They wish.